Hey, this is CJ Couch, producer of the Yellowbird Connect podcast, and you are listening to a special presentation of our Connect event for this month of March. This is part two of two, and in this installment, Pat Flynn goes over the anatomy of three deals. There's a little bit of technical difficulties in that the audio is not as good as part one of two was, but there's still a lot of information in there, and I know you're going to enjoy it. If you'd like to attend the next Connect event or would like more information, follow us on social media at Yellowbird Connect or email us at info at yellowbirdhomebuyers.com. Now let's hop into the episode. The main reason we started Connect is we were just sick of attending the same seminars um, and hearing a sales pitch all the time at the end. We just wanted to do something different, something that added value. It's just not who we are. It's not what we're doing. It's that we're consistent in doing it. We're good at converting the leads that come in. So we're putting all that information out there for free, giving everyone that opportunity to do it also. The idea behind it is the more we give, the more we get back. If you all have liked what you've been hearing, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Now let's get into today. All right, everybody. So Kyle does such a good job with the high-level stuff. Um, So what we decided for this one was actually based mostly on feedback from people last time. Uh, Last time it was kind of an interview with Kyle, mostly high-level stuff the whole time, but with this one, we really wanted to show actual numbers of deals getting done and stuff that's actually happening in Jacksonville. I know when I first started, this was my favorite. Uh, You know, I wanted to know exactly how you found it, exactly what you paid for it, exactly how much money you made off it. Uh, so that's what we tried to do with this. So if you have questions um, throughout it, just let me know. I don't know how many people in here are brand new or how many have been around a while, but I'm just going to go through it. Uh, if you have questions on the marketing or any of it, just let me know. So we picked three really unique ones, um, and Kyle talked a lot about iBuyers. Um, these three houses, all really good deals. No way could an iBuyer have done any of these. So... Um, and they never will be able to just because they're so unique. So this one is in Atlantic Beach, 63 West 9th Street, um, finding the deal. That's that's what I was always most interested in uh, when I was first starting. We found this one solely through networking. So when I first started, I was giving out I Buy Houses business cards to everybody, going to every networking event, calling people off Craigslist. This came from a real estate agent who I met years ago, just networking, telling her what I did. Uh, she had some, the seller call her, the, the seller wanted just a quick, easy sale. He didn't want to deal, they had tenants in the house. He didn't want to deal with people walking through the house, having to deal with the tenants. He just wanted his cash and to be done with it. Um, so I was top of mind for that agent because I send her an email once every four months or so, networking. Uh, she sent me the house, told me to make her an offer. Um, I made her an offer of 125 on it. Uh, she came back saying, you know, that's not really going to work. We have some other people involved. Um, and so lesson from that is stick to your numbers. It would have been easy for me to chase it, chase it up the tree to 150 or whatever the number may be. Um, but sticking to your numbers that you know work have become vital to our business. I know I went to a uh, house up in 32209 the other day, offered her 20 grand. She said she had wholesalers offering her 30. 
Um, I don't know quite how a wholesaler can offer 30 for the house I saw, but stick to your numbers and you can never go wrong. So I did, I came up five grand, even though, you know, after talking to Kyle, we maybe could have come up a little more, but uh, I came up five grand to 130. We ended up getting it. Um, the reason an iBuyer wouldn't be able to buy something like this is because it had tenants in the house. We had to buy it with the tenants in the house. Uh, we've done this several times over the past couple years. Um, it has its challenges, but I just wanted to go over it right now because some of our best deals come from landlords that are over it and don't want to deal with the tenants in the house. So when you're buying something with tenants and you're taking over a lease, you have two options. You can either wait the lease out until, until the end because it's a legal document. You can't just kick them out. Or what we've been doing lately is offering cash for keys. So we just picked up a property on, uh, in 32210. I can't remember the address, but they had a full year lease, but we just wanted to get it flipped quick. Offered her a thousand bucks. She moved out in two weeks. So that's a good option. If you're, look, if you're picking up something with a tenant, um, know that they can ride that thing out, but offering cash for keys is a great option. Um, when you're doing the closing with something with tenants, what we do is we keep the security deposit, we put it on the HUD. So make sure you get that security deposit. That's something that can be overlooked when all you see is the profit on the back end. Um, sometimes you miss something like a security deposit or the rent proration. Uh, so we make sure all of that is on the HUD. Um, we talk with the guy who's selling the house. We make sure that the tenant has been up to date if he has records of the tenant that's been paying because sometimes they'll try to just offload you a house the tenant hasn't paid in six months and you know that puts you in a bad situation then you got to evict him and it's not your lease so those are all things to look at um, when you're buying a house with a tenant so in the end um, we bought it for 130 but I bought it from an agent so I paid that agent a commission that sent it to me so this agent had to do no showings, no anything. She just emailed me the house and showed it to me one time and got her commission from it. Um, the tenant had the lease until the end of January, so we bought it in November, um, collected rent till the end of January. Uh, I got the interest number in there. We typically, we borrow privately. We pay about 12% on our money, so that's interest during that time period. We did a couple repairs, yard cleanup, um, and the sold price was 190. So this is something I brought up to my table and Kyle's also brought up. That house is worth 225, fully renovated in Atlantic Beach, maybe 229. But the number we were in it at and the renovation costs right now to fix it up and sell it for 225, it's just not worth it. We ran the numbers both ways and we would have made the same money, if not more, or if not less, renovating it, trying to sell it for top dollar. So. What we've been doing with a lot of our stuff is selling it as is, putting some lipstick on it, you know, paint, flooring, and selling it for an aggressive price like that. So it sold in one weekend. Um, commissions and closing costs in the end, and then uh, had some wood rot, and I think the AC was an issue, so we gave them a credit in lieu of repairs. Profit on it was $24,000, no construction, no nothing. Solely from networking. This came, this was a text message. So the power of events like this and meeting people is one of the main reasons we're doing it. Um, I met someone at my table tonight that's, that flips mobile homes. We get mobile home leads in all the time. We don't know what to do with them. So just uh, 
the networking is so powerful here. So we're happy. Thanks everybody for coming and taking advantage of it. Um, right there. There you go. We bought it in November. The tenant had a lease until January 31st. So we did nothing. Uh, the tenant wanted to stay to the end of the lease. They paid their rent and everything. So they stayed. Uh, they were out on time, gave them their security deposit back. Uh, we cleaned the house up and put it on the market. It sold in a weekend and then we closed 30 days later. So bought it in November, closed early, early March, late February. This one is one of my favorites. Um, I don't know if the, the people that brought this to me are here tonight or not, but I, I kept their names out of it. But finding this deal, um, networking again, and putting yourself out there. Uh, these people came up to me, it's a couple, they live at the beach, the guy goes to the, the, the gym I go to, came up to me at a Jack's Rhea event, wanted to get breakfast. We ate breakfast one morning um, at Beach Diner at the beach, I just came, and I told them we're a cash buyer, we're looking for wholesalers that, you know, bring us deals. Um, there are new wholesalers. I told them what I would do to find properties, uh, you know, Scrouge, uh, Craigslist, Facebook, anything you can do. A month later, they reached back out to me with this address. Um, and, uh, I mean, we put it under contract right away. Uh, negotiating. A deal like this, um, you know, everyone's motivations are different. And that's, that's part of the art to this business is some sellers just want the most money possible for the house. This was not the case with this woman. She, as, as crazy as it sounds, just wanted somebody to talk to. So, and that happens more than you think. Um, so she just wanted somebody to talk to. She was having a tough time. Um, her brother was going through some stuff. Uh, with this house, it was her father's, but it was also in her name. So uh, her father passed away. Her father had a mortgage on the house. So the mortgage was in her father's name, but her name was still on the deed. So they didn't need to do a probate, but we still needed to get a payoff. We had no idea what the mortgage amount was, so we still needed to get a payoff. This woman had no idea really what a mortgage was or how to get a payoff or anything that was going on. So the house was going into foreclosure. Um, what ended up happening was she moved away and we still couldn't get the mortgage payoff because the mortgage wasn't in her name. So what we needed to do was we used Dwayne Romanello's office. They had her signed an affidavit uh, in order to, to get the mortgage payoff for her father. So we finally got the payoff um, and you know, we, we agreed with what we gave her, which I think we gave her like five grand in addition to the payoff. Um, so that's why it is important to have a title company that has those relationships with those banks because uh, um, it just would have been impossible to get the payoff if, if that person's no longer alive without having some sort of affidavit and someone that knows how to navigate that. So Dwayne Romanello's office, Keith Crockett's office, they can do stuff like that. Um, during the closing, we sent her the closing documents. She was, she was out of town at this point. Um, didn't want a mobile notary to come to her house because uh, 
she was, she was scared of having strangers in her house. So it fell apart there. Uh, we had to send another set of closing documents two weeks later and increase the price she was getting by two grand just to sweeten it up a little bit. And we finally got it closed. Um, so this one, similar to the other one, uh, median home price in Jacksonville is 160 grand. With this one, we had the option to go through and blow the, house, blow the whole house out, do a phenomenal renovation and go for top of market, which would have been uh, you know, 179, 185, something like that. We instead decided to do a, um, you know, a modest renovation, make it look nice, stage it. Um, staging, I got down there with an exclamation point. We do it on almost every single house. Uh, the two grand you spend staging a house is the most well-spent money of the entire renovation. Um, that's the truth. Uh, by the numbers on this one, uh, purchase price ended up being eighty-six thousand um, dollars. Interest three grand. We put twenty-six into the house uh, and then sold it for right. In, we, we were the lowest price thing on the market there, which was one sixty-eight. Uh, closing costs, credit, another credit for AC and some wood rot, I think. So the profit on that one was forty-one. Uh, and the coolest part about this deal was that couple at the beach that brought it to me, we were able to cut them a check for $13,900 and they had never done a real estate deal in their life. So not only, all they did was have breakfast with me one time, they found this deal and we walked them through it from start to finish and they got a third of the deal in the end, just a $13,000 check cut to them. So that's why, that's what makes this fun and that's why networking like this is fun because anyone that came in here that's never done a deal before could easily reach out to Kyle, get breakfast with him, reach out to any, there's any number of people in this room that would do that. If they, if you brought them this deal, they'd be more than, I mean, I'm sure Greg Brady would be more than happy to have this deal brought to him. So, so uh, network, meet people and things like this happen. Everyone is so open with information and exactly how you can find stuff like this. It just takes putting in the work. Um, this last one, is really complicated. Is there anyone that's seen, any wholesalers, did they see this come across? 6246 Lesnick. I know I was competing with people on this one. This Obi Dorsey's not here. But uh, this one, the lady called off a postcard. Uh, she, was, she was in distress, um, didn't really know what to do. Uh, my offer was 60 grand right off the bat. Um, stuck to my numbers on it. She told me, she called me January 15th. This was going to tax deed auction on uh, that second Wednesday in February. So February 13th, I think it was. So she was on a, uh, she was on a tight timeline. Uh, I, I knew that other wholesalers would outbid me at 60 grand, um, but I just stuck to my guns on that and told her, make sure anyone you are, if, if a wholesaler offers you 70, just make sure he knows the gravity of the situation and that it needs to be done by the tax deed auction or else you're just going to lose the house and get nothing. Um, so she ended up going with me, um, mostly probably because I spent so much time on the phone with her. I spent 20 minutes on the phone with her explaining everything. Uh, so we pulled title on this place and uh, not only was it going to auction on February 13th, the house needed two probates. Um, the mother had passed away and one of the sisters had passed away, leaving it to her kids. So needed two probates. 
um, had a city rolling fine of $200 a day from 10 years prior. So owed over about $700,000 on that and uh, $5,000 in city taxes and seven grand in homestead exemption penalty taxes. So we had to readjust the offer at that point. Um, and, it, and this became risky at that point because with the probates not done, she actually didn't, they, they technically didn't own the property. So this was a complicated situation. There's no way these probates could be done by the time the tax deed auction came around. So, you know, that puts us in a tough situation. Do we pay the taxes and have, even if we paid the taxes, these people couldn't deed us the house because they don't own it. So complicated situation. How we solved it was we paid the five grand, five fifty five hundred bucks that was sending it to the auction. Uh, Dwayne Romanello wrote us up a mortgage on the property. So we had first position at that amount on the property. So if they decided to not answer our phone calls and sell it to someone else, they wouldn't be able to without clearing that mortgage. Um, so after, after that was paid, the next step was to, to negotiate that $700,000 down. Typically, as long as, uh, as long as you comply with whatever the rolling fine issue is, you can get those negotiated to $2,500. Um, so before we could start that process, we had to pay that additional seven grand in homestead exemption. So then we're in at 13 grand at this point with a first mortgage on it. Um, and we also had to fund the two probates, of course. So there's a lot of risk involved in this one because we have, we have $13,000 out on it, a property we don't own, and we have another four grand we're spending in probates. Um, and you know, we, we still don't know exactly what's what's going to happen with it but we feel that the uh the risk reward on this was worth it um so this is what we're projecting in the end once again something as complicated as that is not something you could just easily wholesale but if a wholesaler came across something like that it's something that if you could brought it to someone in this room you could navigate it and still make money off it uh, is why i'm bringing it up um, so the purchase price we're gonna buy the house for 15 grand plus another 25 grand after, after we end up selling it. Um, it's a full renovation in Arlington. Those are costing us around $60,000 right now. Uh, back taxes and liens, 15 grand, $3,600 in probates. Um, we're, gonna price it, we're gonna price it at 159, which is right in the middle there. And we should make around 31, 32 grand off in the end, which is the minimum we would have wanted to make taking that kind of risk and uh, putting that kind of money out there on a house we don't own. So uh, that one was really interesting one. We're gonna bring those people in for a podcast in the end just because it got so complicated and crazy with them. But uh, that was just one I wanted to share um, because the way we were able to help them, it felt good because if that property had gone to tax deed, what would have happened is it would have sold high. It would have sold for 80 or 90 grand, but they would have gotten nothing because of that $700,000 rolling fine. This is something I learned recently. The city would have taken all of that money and then whoever did buy it would still be responsible for uh, whatever liens were on it. So the people... The women that, uh, that was their mom's house, they would have gotten absolutely nothing from it. So we were able to get them 40 grand off a house. Um, 
and us make money too. So that's why I wanted to share that. It was a good win-win. So that's all I got, guys. The main reason we started Connect is we were just sick of attending the same seminars um, and hearing a sales pitch all the time at the end. We just wanted to do something different, something that added value. It's just not who we are. It's not what we're doing. It's that we're consistent in doing it. And we're good at converting the leads that come in. So we're putting all that information out there for free, giving everyone that opportunity to do it also. The idea behind it is the more we give, the more we give back.